Hi, I'm Anik Xavier, and you're listening to the So Far DFW podcast. On this episode, I meet with singer-songwriter Thomas Chorba, and we got to talk about how he felt when he actually met his idol and he got to play with him on stage at ACL. We also talked about how by the time most people graduate college, he already had put out three records. It's no joke. Well, and additionally, if you stay tuned until the end of the interview, we have a little surprise for you. So My name is Thomas Chorba, and I make Americana music, influenced by guys like Towns Van Zant, Guy Clark, Woody Guthrie, and lots of old um, black gospel music. So you've been um, writing and playing music for quite a while. Tell me about that. So I started writing music uh, when I was just a high school kid. I very quickly learned how to play guitar, and that paired with writing songs, um, and kind of immediately was encouraged to go in the studio. So I put out my first little EP when I was 16 years old, and I've kind of been playing shows and sharing music ever since then. Any highlights? Yeah, absolutely. Sang on stage with Willie Nelson last year at ACL, which was just incredible, and he's a he's a hero of mine, and How was it to share the, the stage with him? It was crazy. Uh, I mean, it was in front of just way too many people than I deserved to be in front <laughs> of. Uh, but uh, it was cool. All of the artists that had played that day uh, came on stage. And uh, I, I wasn't playing the set, but a buddy of mine who kind of booked Willie for the, for the festival, he asked me if I would join him. Um, so it was cool to be kind of treated as an equal with a lot of these people that I hold in, in really high regard. So it was a really incredible experience and something I wouldn't trade for the world, you know. Anything yeah. else comes to mind? Yeah, um, more generally just being able to put out three records by the time that most people graduate college. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's been really, really great and, and I'm so grateful and honored to be able to carry that responsibility. My writing has been informed in ways that It couldn't have been otherwise by getting to play shows and be in the studio. Um, I've been surrounded by great people, uh, both in music and, and just friends who don't want to talk music. Those are some of the best friends to have for a guy like me. I think the relationships and friendships that I've built throughout this whole thing has been really what's made it worthwhile. You know. All right. Uh, now, time to talk about uh, From the Foxhole, mm -hmm. uh, your debut album. It was released in uh, 2017, and it's meant to be a cohesive album. How did you make it, it all come together? When I think about my childhood and stuff I fell in love with as a kid, it was records. You know, it wasn't necessarily singles themselves. And so when I set out to uh, raise money and build a team around putting a record together, I really wanted to make sure that that each song informed and kind of upheld the other. Is there a track that it's kind of special to you? Yeah, I mean, all of them are special to me. Uh, I tell people that you have to treat your songs like kids, you know. It's like you can't pick a favorite, right? <laughs> and, like, they're, you love them all the same. There's a song called Harvest on that record that I think is very indicative of the overall theme of the record. And it's kind of about the place you you can be in, in music or in romance or in life or 
uh, in work, whatever it is, where it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the work you're doing is worth it, um, and kind of the desire to remind yourself um, or to have someone remind you, like, hey, keep plugging away, um, keep surrounding yourself with good people, because um, because the work you're doing is worth it. Okay. So for those um, of you listening that might not be aware of this, whenever we record the interviews, there's a lot of times that sometimes we have to stop the interview because there's um, planes flying by, birds making noise, you know, doors banging. And when we were talking about this, about these things that we have to do uh, when recording, Thomas was telling me that in Waco, where he's from, he sometimes have to stop for, you know, the train that is honking by. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Uh, I think like the home recording thing is really fun. I think it's really necessary, um, at least for me in my creative process. I've, I record all my demos to tape to ca a cassette machine. Oh, you do. Analog for life. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and there's like a very tangible representation of the work you've done. It's not just like a file that's in a folder on a computer. It's a physical box of of cassettes sitting on your desk, you know. Um, but yeah, it's great. And how do you work those uh, kind of like, well, actually you were telling me that sometimes mm -hmm. you don't even realize there was the train by yeah. going by. And, and these aren't tracks that I'm, I'm putting out on, on records or anything. These are, you know, for reference and places to build from. Yeah, there's something about being so uh, enthralled and so, uh, you know, kind of really immersed into... Uh, a creative process that I think is really good and necessary to the point that you don't realize a train has just rolled by and it made a very loud noise. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, just closing the interview with yeah. one last question. Uh, if your music was a meal, mm. what do you think it would be and why? Um, I would hope it would be a, a really like well-balanced meal. I would hope that there would be some, uh, some, some steak and potatoes and some green beans, really expensive glass of wine. I think when you sit down for a nice meal and you know somebody has slaved over the food that's in front of you, <laughs> I, I would hope that people take their time with it and care about it in a different way than they would a, a, a McDouble or something. Uh, so, yeah, I would hope it'd be a well-balanced meal and something people feel like I've crafted and, and poured a lot of time and sweat into. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thank you so much, awesome. Thomas. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the So Far DFW podcast. There's new episodes released every other week on iTunes and SoundCloud and pretty much all the other podcast platforms out there. Now, for that little surprise I mentioned before, here's Thomas Chorba performing his track Friendly Fire live at a So Far show. Thanks for listening and enjoy this track. Now might be a good time to... Uh introduce my band uh, my name is Thomas uh, this is my guitar uh, named Dave uh, Dave was uh, designed in the USA but Dave was made in China uh, I spent $75 on Dave at a guitar center in Waco, Texas and uh, we've been best friends ever since um, so thanks so much for having us we're really grateful Listen.
up and down the interstate Show you my love was great well, I brought roses in my favorite pair of jeans Nothing that I did for you Translate to a love so true Burning time and money and gasoline But if you don't need my love Then baby, shoot me straight Well, I ain't bulletproof my pride you can't shake Taking many a shot From friendly fire All we lovers are all we lies With the bullet that I drank that night That we danced beneath the starlight well, That bottle never suited you too well So I would surely pay my dues Pour out my sinful booze Bury the lies I'd yet to tell But if you don't need my love Then baby, shoot me straight well, I ain't bulletproof But my pride you can't shake Taking many a shot from friendly fire All we lovers are we lies All we lovers are all we lies So far, DFW.